Yo, yo, my girl's a ho ho. Yo, yo, yo. Can you hear me? How you doing, man? Yeah. Doing good. Ready to go when you are. I'm actually already recording. Did you text me the thing? It's up in the bucket. I have no buckets. (laughs) Uh, Hold on. Yeah, when we're calling, it doesn't let me check out the Skype thing for some reason. Oh, shit. So now I got to text it to you? Yeah. All right. I mean, it's welcome to the Unapologetic Podcast, the only podcast all about making, all about self improvement, making money, and being a fucking man. I feel like there's one more thing. Yeah, there's confidence, success, money. I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. God damn it. Please stand by. <laughs> yeah, we're we're this is so unprofessional. It's it's terrible. All right, I'm texting John now the intro because he has not memorized it nor saved it anywhere. I should probably do that. Do not follow his bad example. All right, so while we wait for that to come in, I'm going to tell a quick story. So I was in the woods a couple weekends ago, and we were camping, doing a little hunting. And uh, there's these birds called whiskey jacks up here in Colorado. And they come around, and they want to eat all your food. And if you kill a deer or an elk, they will like. it's literally just a bird, but it'll sit there eating meat. And it's amazing how much these little fuckers can eat. So we cooked up some eggs in the morning and we were just, you know, getting ready for the hunt, whatever. And all these whiskey jacks came into the camp and they were just eating our eggs and like stealing food. And we'd be cooking, you know, a little bit of toast on a rock next to the fire and they just steal that jank and just fly off and little fuckers, right? So my buddy, he he does a uh, ankle noose with his fishing pole with some fishing line and he lays it down on the table and he puts a little bit of egg in it. And sure enough, this whiskey jack lands on the table, walks in, and starts eating the egg. And my buddy goes, and he gets him around the leg. And the thing takes off. It gets about 10 feet in the air and then just stops. And he's fluttering and fluttering. And my my friend's like, I got him, I got him. He starts reeling him in. Like he's reeling in a bird that's flying. (laughs) He's reeling him in, reeling him in. And this guy grew up in the woods, so he's like super comfortable with wildlife. So he he just picks him up in his hand. And he's holding this whiskey jack. And we were just laughing. And he's like, I wonder if this fucker's still going to eat. Because these things are like, they will eat anything. They're obsessed with eating. They, all they want to do is eat. So he's like, I wonder if he's going to eat. So he's holding him in his hand. And he gets an egg. And the thing starts eating out of his hand. And I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I'm like in the Whiskey Jack's head, he's like, should I try to escape? Or should I eat? <laughs> should I eat? I think I'm going to eat. So he's like sitting there eating the egg. And then he hands him to me. And I'm holding the Whiskey Jack and got some pictures. But... It's interesting because I have a bird. Um, I was just showing my bird to John before the podcast started. And uh, I got like, it's a little parrot. And when I hold my bird in my hand, he's real like robust and like he's always like struggling and he's like really strong. But this whiskey jack out in the woods, out in nature, he felt really soft. Like I could just squish him like really hollow. And it it tripped me out because I would think that he would be harder. You know what I'm saying? Because he's living in nature. But he was, he was just really, I don't know, it was weird, like really soft. So eventually we let him go and it was kind of a funny story. But my friend. Should have kept him and gave him the Jack, introduced uh, him to Jack. Yeah, Jack's my bird, uh, Jack Bauer. Have you ever seen the show 24? Yes, I love that show, dude. Yeah, dude, my fucking bird's named after Jack Bauer. Damn. He's got That's a picture cool. of him in his cage. <laughs> Delayed response. All right, man. Ready to start this jank? Yes. All right, who's starting? Why don't you start this uh, I can start. I think you started last time. I think I did. Go for it.
Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, money, women, and being a fucking man without making any apologies for it. I'm your host, John Anthony. And I'm Mark Singh. And today, we're going to talk about AMOGs. So if you've been going out for a while, and you're talking to girls, getting good at night game and approaching, you're going to encounter a phenomenon of other guys who sometimes have better game than you coming up and trying to steal your girls. And if you haven't heard this term before, AMOG stands for alpha male of the group. And they can be one of the biggest obstacles to pulling hot girls when you're first getting started or intermediate or even advanced. So today Mark and I are going to kind of dissect a few ways to deal with them. But I'd like to first start off that the biggest thing is don't qualify yourself to them. Uh, so, and better yet, if you can get them qualifying to you. So I don't think we've talked that much about qualification, but the idea of qualification is that you don't feel like you're cool enough for somebody basically. And so you're trying to prove yourself by naming things about yourself, right? So for example, this is the typical beta male strategy is qualification and supplication to a girl. Maybe you don't feel like you're enough. And so you say, oh, but I have this nice car. Oh, but I have this fancy Gucci uh, you know, suit or whatever. Or, oh, I have this nice job. I have money. I have this. I have that. And then maybe she says, oh, I don't, I don't like guys that do this. And you're like, oh, I don't do that. I'm really good at not doing that. right? So that, that's like an example of qualification. And uh, what you want to do is you, first off, do not want to qualify yourself to the AMOG at all. Uh, and they're, they're very good if they're, they have game. They're good at getting you to qualify yourself. And better yet, if you can get him qualifying himself to you, if you can bait him into qualifying himself to you, that's super, super ideal. So that's uh, that's kind of the biggest thing in my experience is just not qualifying yourself and getting them to qualify to you. And uh, another thing, too, is treat it as a learning experience. Some of the best moves, quote unquote, that I've learned uh, to blow guys out of a set have actually been from when I've been blowed out of a set from AMOGs. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So in the nature of qualification, I think what you brought up is absolutely excellent. You never want to qualify yourself to an AMOG and and taking that uh, further, you don't want to ever qualify yourself to a woman. Ever, ever, ever explain yourself to a woman. If she says some challenging thing where she's trying to get you to jump through her hoop, do not do it. In fact, you should turn it around on her. And one of the things that I, that I say is the real question is, and then I just ask her a question that's of a qualifying type where I'm trying to get her to qualify herself to me. The exact same thing happens with guys, right? If you're, I always imagine it like talking to a police officer. When you're talking to a police officer, let's pretend he's the AMOG, right? Well, <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're buying into his frame. Whatever, whatever he asks you have to do, you might get a little laugh to you like, oh, I was just, I didn't know I was driving so fast, officer. <laughs> it's like you become this like super low value supplicating kind of guy and that's exactly what you want to avoid when you're speaking to an AMOG. What you want to be is the guy who's talking to let's say just a 10 year old little kid. You know what I'm saying? Like you're unaffected which is really important. I want to circle back to that um, momentarily but you're unaffected by him. You don't qualify yourself to him. You're not trying to explain yourself to him. In fact many times when you get game you're going to have all the girls and you're going to have AMOGs come up to you and basically try to try to like amog you, alpha male of the group, try to dominate you in front of the girls because they understand that the guy who is dominant is the one who's going to get the girls' attraction. 
but being dominant is being unaffected. Like you don't give a shit about what they say. You don't care what they think. In fact, many times I'll just ignore them. I'll straight up ignore them. I'll turn my back on them or, you know, I just make it so it's like he's not even there. I'll yank the girl away many times. Like you'll be talking to a girl and a guy will come up. I hate it when they fucking do this, but I, I'm unreactive. I don't let them see that I hate it, but like they'll come up and put their arm around me and be like, what's up, bro? How you been, dude? And then I'll just like, I'll just like get out of their thing and I'll grab the girl's hand. And I'll be like, Hey, come over here and just move the girl away from them and just get the fuck out of there because they're, they're trying to amog you. They're trying to prove to the girl that they are more of an alpha male than you are. And if you just ignore them and yank them away, then it's like they have no reality over your interaction. But if you if you happen to get into an interaction with these guys, they're going to throw out little things to try to test you. Um, the reason why we did this podcast today is because I had two of my separate clients mention to me that they were in these kinds of situations. And one of my clients went to this guy's house and there were some girls there already. And my, my friend walks into the room, my client, and he's like, the guy's telling him, oh, this guy's gay. This guy's a fucking fag. This guy's gay. Now, if you're like, no, I'm not. I'm not gay, dude. Like, fuck you, man. And then it just sounds gay. Yeah. It, yeah. It just, it, it, it makes you sound like you're being reactive, right? Because you're like getting defensive. You're getting angry. What you should do is um, agree with it and then escalate it. You say, oh man, how'd you know I'm gay? I thought I had it as a secret. Well, now that the cat's out of the bag, let's go in the back, dude. Let's do this. Come on, man. Me and you, I want you to be my first one. I'm a virgin. And the girls will laugh and they'll see that you're the one who's the most unaffected. You're the one yeah. who turned it around on him. And then they're going to get attracted to you because of it. So again, don't supplicate to them. Don't explain yourself to them. Flip it around on them and be unaffected. Very, very two important, two important points right there. Yeah. And that's, that's really funny because like in guy language, in guy language, it's like, oh, like, but he said he's gay. Oh no, he's gay. Isn't that bad? But in girl language, it's just like, Oh, okay. Like he's joking, and this other guy, like, is is the one who's being defensive. So mm -hmm. it's like a lot of time as guys, we interpret things too literally. But from girls, it's from more of like a social status, unaffected perspective that they take things. Right. Um. And that's a good point. Is like if you can out gay the amog. That's one thing that I learned actually. Funny enough, like really early on, is um, this uh this one guy came up to me and I was talking to I guess his girlfriend or some some girl. And uh, he started like dancing and he started like kind of backing into me like with his butt into my crotch. Dude, I and I was just that like, it's like, me, I, like, wow, like, I like backed off like as an, an impulse. Yeah. And, and like he grabbed my hands and tried to put my hands around his chest. And I was like, whoa, whoa I like tried to back off. And the girl thought it was fucking funny. And I kind of like talking about it is fucking funny. But like he wasn't even gay. He just used that because it's like if you can out gay the guy that's trying to amog you, then like yeah. they can't like they're not going to be gay. <laughs> Bro, I had that same thing happen to me about four weeks ago and I, uh. my reaction was not ideal. Do you know what I did? What? Dude, I fucking pushed this guy like because he did that, bro. Like he put his ass in my crotch and was dancing with me. I fucking pushed him. I went boom and pushed him. Shit. This guy supermaned through the goddamn dance floor, like, knocked over like two different girls and I was like, oh, shit, dude. I just walked off and I was like, dude, man. Dude, that's a good way to get the bouncers kicking you out, bro. I know. I didn't handle that correctly. I did not handle it. But, dude, it pissed me off, bro. Because, like, I bet. this dude's ass yeah. was suddenly in my car. I'm talking to this girl. And then suddenly this motherfucker. And he, like, he was moving in a way where it was, like, grinding into my nutsack. And I was like, oh, this will not stand. <laughs> bro, I launched this guy, dude. He took flight. And my friend was like, oh, shit, dude. That guy's Superman. And I was like, yeah, yeah. man, let's get out of here. I did not handle that correctly. Um, I tend to have a short fuse and that's actually not good 
when it comes to women. You have to be composed. You have to be unaffected. But I mean, bro, like if you're going to put your ass in my crotch, like you're getting fucking launched, dude. He's lucky I didn't choke him out, man. Because like uh -huh. to me, that's kind of like sexual assault. But um, many times you're totally unaffected. You're having a good time. That's the ideal frame to have. What I did isn't ideal, but it's still funny because dude, Superman right across the goddamn dance floor. Yeah, that actually is pretty funny. But um, let's see. Yeah, another one too is um, it, it's a lot, like your reaction is going to depend on how into you the girl is. So like sometimes if you just started the interaction and she's not that into you, it'll be a lot harder to get rid of an AMOG. But if you've had your time with the girl uh, and she's into you, one thing that I like to do is if a guy comes up and tries to AMOG, AMOG me – I'll, I'll just be like, bro, like, please take this girl. I will pay you to take this girl away from me and, and just kind of push her away. Yeah. And then she'd be like, no, haha, and like come back to you and like hug you. And then that guy is just like totally fucking deflated. Yep. Cause he's like, uh, like he, you, you can't do anything after that. So that's, that's something that's really good. If you, uh, if you're in a good place with the girl to jokingly do a push pull thing and then yep. get, she'll naturally come back. And the guy's like, uh, he's really deflated. It's really funny to me because uh, you guys have probably heard us say this before, but if this is one of your first times listening to this podcast, John and I have only known each other for, I think, maybe a year now, maybe not even that, have never met in person. He's in Virginia. That's correct, right, John? Yeah. I'm over here in Colorado, haven't met in person. We've done lots of Skype calls and like you know lots of phone calls. We feel like we're homies, but we've never hung out. So it's really weird when I, when we talk about these things, cause we didn't prep for this call at all. We didn't prep for this podcast one bit yet. Everything you're saying, I was like, Oh shit, that's exactly what I teach my clients. That's exactly. <laughs> it just, it just goes to show that game and things like AMOGs and qualification and all these things we're talking about is so universal that John living over there in a completely different area than I live will have the exact same experiences and teach the exact same things because it's universal. It's just truths about human psychology, about subconscious thinking, and this thing of being, you know, non-reactive, of of dealing with AMOGs in the proper way, it's gonna be completely parallel across anybody's experience because it all works the same. So it doesn't matter what country you're in, you know, if you're in, in India, if you're in Europe and you're in Australia, this will work no matter where you're at because it's universal. And again, the guy who is the least affected, the guy who is the least emotional is the one who is in control every single time. And that, that's the same thing with a woman. She needs to be reactive to you. You can't get emotional with her. You can't get pushed off your entered, interstate of balance. If you're pushed off your interstate of balance, which I was, and I admit it, I fucked up. Uh, I'm glad that guy fucking got thrown across the dance floor though but, um you know i fucked Amog up no more oh dude he i don't know what happened to him i think maybe he got thrown out anyway so when you're unreactive you will win every single time a guy says something to you if you laugh it off then it, it has no effect on you it yeah. like it like goes right over your head or it just it just like a water off duck's back and women see that women pay attention man they they enjoy it like when they're sitting there watching what's going on it's because they're deciding who the most attractive guy is. And it's all based on who is the least reactive because it shows that you have a stronger reality. You have a stronger belief system in who you are and what you're about. And this guy, this fucking idiot, can't sway you off of that. You're totally unaffected. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're unaffected, if he keeps trying to affect you, then he just looks like he's trying too hard. And he looks like this like weird asshole. So that's... 
one of the things that I'm going to talk about in uh, I've been we've been working on this new course that we're going to launch soon. And one of the principles of inner game that I'm talking about in this course is uh, basically being proactive, not reactive and uh, having a good always expecting the best from everyone. So when you always expect the best from everyone and you don't get easily offended, it's extremely powerful because anyone who's trying to fuck with you or amog you, they just – if you just ha-ha, you like laugh and you're like, oh, that's cool, bro. It's funny. They, they immediately come off as like some try-hard asshole who's just being a dick. So if you can literally just laugh it off and just not like – not care too much, that's extremely powerful. Um, and second too, another thing that was really good that was told to me when I first – got uh, got started in game is don't ever acknowledge the amog until the girl does so if if uh you know you're talking to a girl and the amog comes up and tries to fuck with you look her deep in the eye and do not fucking just ignore the guy act like he doesn't even exist yep. unless she starts to look at him or react to him then you have to acknowledge him but until then don't even let him into the frame i really like that and and one thing i wanted to say is that in military training, and John and I are both reading this book called Gates of Fire, to which we're going to uh, do a podcast about. It's about the 300 Spartans and the Spartan culture, um, you know, back in the day when they were just ruling Greece and just killing it. Um, what they had as part of their training, and it exists in military training today, is endless and almost like like no no empathy, teasing all the time, teasing each other, fucking with each other, doing pranks on each other. And the reason that is is because it strengthens your mind. If somebody can say something really cruel to you and you laugh it off with a light heart and you just throw it right back at them, there is nothing more powerful in the world than that. And that's how you get mental strength, especially when it comes to AMOGs. But again, guys, especially when it comes to women too, because women will throw shit at you. They will see your most biggest insecurity and they will fucking hammer it they're gonna go right after it like a she-devil man she's gonna know exactly what your insecurity is you don't like your nose boom she's gonna say something about it you got a little bit yeah. of a belly blow she's gonna comment on that and you have to be unaffected if you dude she can tell in your body language she throws it out there and you're kind of like oh and you're you, you get a little pissed you get a little upset boom you're gonna lose attraction she wants to know that you can't be t thrown to and fro so easily by guys, but especially by her. If you're thrown to and fro so easily, what does that say about you? Are you surviving well in society? Are you a success? Are you the kind of guy that can protect her from the world when you two get married and have a kid? What kind of father are you going to be? If, if you're reactive, if you're always getting you know affected by those outside circumstances of your life. So you want to be able to just take these hits just take it. You know what I mean? Like we were just talking about this before the podcast that the Spartans had this thing where they would they would lean over and they would hold on to like a bar and two guys would hit them with was it with olive branches? Was that what Something it was? Something like that. Yeah. And they they would just go whap, whap, whap and just take as many hits as they could before they pitched and they fell off. And one of these kids died because he just refused to give up. And um, <laughs> while he died and that kind of sucks, I kind of respect that kid because he just didn't quit, dude. He just kept kept getting hit and said, fuck you, I'm not going to submit, keep hitting me, let's do this. You kind of have to have that mentality with women where it's just like the shit's coming in, it's like boom, taking it, boom, taking it, taking it, taking it, unaffected, unaffected, unaffected. Then what results? Massive fucking attraction. It's a very important point, so I want you guys to remember that. Definitely, yeah. I mean that's, um, that's the essence of masculine energy is literally just – 
being grounded in who you are and not being too reactive to the external worlds. And uh, funny enough, it's actually one of Stephen Covey's uh, seven habits of highly effective people is being proactive and not reactive, right? So if you think about it, you want to be like, and here we go with the, the inner game rants, so typical of me, um, you want to be like a, uh, a captain behind the ship, uh, behind the wheel of a ship, right? So if, uh, you know, if a current starts to carry the ship away, is the captain going to be like, oh no, we're fucked. Ah, and just like, kind of like, you know, go off course. Like, no, he's going to be like, like, Hey, okay, let's, let's like do this, turn it this way. Like he's not reactive, like being thrown about by the circumstances outside of him. He's like responding to them, but he's not reacting to them. And that's, that's a major subtle distinction that actually, if you look within yourself, you'll, uh, you'll find yourself being able to eventually discern the difference between those states because they have a different energy to them, right? So like most people are just reactive. They're blown about by life. They're tired. You know, they come home and they're tired and they just don't go to the gym. That's reactive. They're like, oh, they let their external things influence them. They let, you know, uh, social media influence them. They just let all these external influences in when in reality you have to be like the king who's guarding your castle and the castle is your, your inner presence and your groundedness. I love that. That's good stuff. So Let's get into some some skills as to and some techniques as to how you can deal with an AMOC, again, alpha male of the group or the guy who's trying to be the alpha male of the group. Um, one thing you can do is, again, to get yourself to qual get him to qualify himself to you. But one thing you can do, which is which is counterintuitive, is kind of compliment him because it's showing that he's trying to live up to your standards. So you'd be like, I like your shirt, bro. Where'd you get that shirt, man? Looks pretty good. I noticed the arms are a little high on there trying to pop some biceps out of there, bro. Come on, dude. Be honest with you, yeah. man. Yeah, and he starts qualifying. Yeah, bro, I lift so much. Da, yeah, da, da. yeah. And he thinks it's good. Exactly. And you're like, haha, he's fucking qualifying. Exactly. And then you can also do, um, so you, you do kind of like a compliment, like, oh, bro, you got a little picture show going here, bro. Let's see some of those pictures, man. Yeah, let's see some more of those pictures. Cool, bro. That's pretty cool, man. <laughs> cool, you know, bro. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, because you're like, you're you're the man and he's just like the little guy he's the little 10 year old guy that's qualifying himself to you um what john said which i thought was awesome is sometimes you can try to push the guy and the girl you're talking to together and you can be like um hey i really think this guy's your type you need to you need to you need to meet this guy he, he thinks you're cute come over here let's go meet this guy and it's just gonna blow blow him out because she's gonna be like no 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 and then he's yeah. going to be under the social pressure to be like, no, no, no. And then it's two opposite sides of the magnets. They're just going to implode on each other and it's not going to work out. So when you actually try to like introduce two people, oftentimes it'll, it'll implode on itself. And I found that out actually, actually accidentally because always trying to introduce my students to girls. And oftentimes the girl will become attracted to me. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? I'm just trying to like introduce you to this guy. He's awesome. And she's like, but I like him, you know? <laughs> So the reason that is is because it, it puts it in the frame that he's trying to qualify himself both to me and to her because I'm the one who's introducing them and it shows the girl that I don't give a fuck what happens because, dude, I'm trying to introduce her to some other dude. So it says all the right things. So if an AMOG comes in, now it can't go bad for you. you know, If he's a guy like John who has game, you're doomed. But if you try to introduce them to each other, oftentimes it'll just like self-implode and the guy will just walk off with his tail between his legs. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can, um, if you're like, as you're introducing him, you can just kind of like, like, I, th I think the best way is to just have a mindset of like, 
oh, like that's that's cool. That's cute. Like this guy's this guy's trying to step up. Like he's like a yeah. a fifteen year old kid trying to prove himself, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And uh, it's, again, it's one of the things I talk about in this course, where it's like whoever has the stronger frame wins. And if you think that from your your frame is that this guy's just this like little kid trying to step up and you're like like looking at him kind of like skeptical and like oh really that's cool bro mm-hmm. yeah. like he he's going to totally like buy into that frame and uh, you know it's like like Mark said you can just push her away and be like oh you should go with him and then like point out an obvious characteristic that he has like if he's clearly trying to like show off his cool sneakers or something he like yeah. has these obnoxiously expensive sneakers be like oh you should go with him he has really nice shoes yeah, you see yeah, that yeah, yeah. wow those are really good or just something douchey <laughs> like that right and I, I hate to say this because i love to lift and like show off my muscles but like if, if they have muscles you can do it too like oh yeah you should go with him like look at him he's wow look at those biceps he has really big biceps look and and she'll like laugh and joke because she's like you know she knows that like she wants you because you have better game and you're yeah. more fun yeah but um Another one too is like Mark said, that's really good is, is complimenting them, especially on something that, uh, you think that they're trying to show off or like be braggadocious about. Right. So like if they, uh, I don't know if they, uh, you know, are a a club promoter, for example, you could ask them something like, uh, Oh, Hey bro, did you, did you pay to get in here? And then they'll start bragging like, Oh no, I actually like promote this club And, and then they'll, you know, you get them qualifying. So, uh, again, that's super, super counterintuitive because as guys, we think like, if you compliment him, isn't that giving him more, more social value? But in, in actual, uh, reality, a lot of the biggest amogs that I've ever met actually compliment the shit out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Like they, they do not give any fucks. So like, here's, here's one story. So, uh, when I was uh, pretty young, I was probably 19 or 20 on a spring break and I was at this house and there was probably, you know, a small group of people, maybe uh, five or six guys and like seven or eight girls, maybe some more girls. And, um, Basically, this guy came. This guy rolled in, and his name was uh, – I think his name was Tony. And uh, this dude was the – no bullshit. In, in my 19-year-old mind, this guy was the biggest fucking alpha male I had ever met in my entire life. Like he just effortlessly like had so many girls on him. It was insane. Tony. And uh, I remember – one of my tricks back then was I, I play the guitar and I sing and I've been doing it for like 10 years. So I'm really fucking good uh, to the point where, you know, when I was doing it at this this spring break party, the girls were whipping out their Snapchat and their their phones and they were like, oh, my God, and like trying to get pictures with me and like recording it. And at the, at the end of all of that, this this alpha male Amog dude, he was like, John, I know you could steal my girl, but please fucking don't. And then everyone laughed and it was fucking hilarious. And it's like that that energy of like complimenting me in the sense because I was like trying to obviously use that to get the girls. Yeah. Like he called me out on that. And in 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 a sense, it like it was a friendly, like non-douchey way of like amogging me by just yeah. saying like he's so confident that he's able to admit that. And a lot of the time that's what just being the AMOG is, is just being like fun and happy and just like not giving a fuck. A good response to that would have been like, bro, are you kidding? I'm just trying to get to your level, man. I'm just doing this because I'm trying to get up to your level right here. I always say that to dudes. Like, they're like, dude, you look great, man. You're getting pretty ripped. I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to hit your level right here, man. Like you're up here, I'm down here. I'm like fighting to get up to that level. And again, you think that's like complimenting them and putting them above you. But in a in a weird abstract way, it's not because yeah. it's like they're trying to qualify themselves to you. So another thing I'll do is like John said, if it's obvious that he's trying to show something off, like he's got great hair and like, you know, he spends a lot of time on his hair, he'd be like, damn, bro, that hair is amazing. Let me look at that. Jeez, how long did that take? You know, and the girl the girl sees it as this guy's trying to live up to you. 
Um, a lot of the times too, I'll say to the girl, I'll be like, Hey, you should go talk to this guy. I hear he's got a really big penis. As for me, I'm rocking the angry inch. So you don't want to deal with me. Go with this guy. And then I always say I got the angry inch and I take my thumb and I'm like, it's small, but it's angry. And they fucking laugh, dude. That, that cracks them up every time. So I always say like, he's got a bigger dick than I do. I got the small penis. Cause what guy would say that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Only a true alpha exactly. who doesn't give a fuck will say that. Cause every other guy is trying to prove to the girl that he's, he's got the big penis. So a lot of things with seduction is completely counterintuitive you don't care so much, in fact, that you're willing to tell girls that you have a small dick. And what's funny is when you say that, they know you don't have a small dick. Now, I don't know you as an audience member what you're packing, but you know, if, if you're feeling pretty secure about yourself, tell girls. I always tell girls that. I don't know why, and it just makes them know that you know it's not true. Because if a guy really has a small dick, why would he say it? Kind of thing. So yeah, um, that's one really good thing. And um, by the way. You guys might be afraid when you totally just tool these guys and you just freaking just decimate them in the club that they're going to like cold cock you or hit you. Most of the times they won't because guys know if they start fighting, they're not going to get the girls. And the girls is always their number one objective. So very rarely will guys actually try to fight you. They might try to bow up on you. And if you're just totally calm, like we've been talking about, and just be like, relax, bro relax man i'm just kidding with you yeah. man don't get so emotional you know like don't don't hyperextend your vagina bro it's all good dude like slow down <laughs> brother it's all good come here man come here bro give me a little hug bro come on give me a little hug um the other day it's really funny my, my one of my clients was telling me a story where um he was playing ping pong or no beer pong with this guy and the guy was getting really pissed off because my boy was like busting his chops and the guy was trying to be an amog so the guy's like, motherfucker, you don't know me. Don't talk to me like that. You don't know me. And my boy's like, but I want to get to know you better, man. What's your, <laughs> what's your middle name? What's your middle name, bro? Come on. Let's get to know each other. But let's go get some coffee, dude. Let's talk about it. So, And it showed all the girls in the room. What does it show them? It showed them that, that the guy was getting affected. He's getting emotional. When you get emotional as a man, it's extremely unattractive because I think women um, intrinsically know that it's a feminine quality. Emotions are feminine. Non-emotions. emotions, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Reactive emotions are feminine. Being non-reactive is masculine. And women are attractive, obviously, to masculine men. So when my boy was like, come on, man, I want to get to know you. What's your middle name? What's your middle name, bro? And he's That's like- That's so funny. Yeah, they actually, there was a big fight and one of my other friends had to, had to um, fight this guy, which is a whole nother story. But- um, Again, he didn't fight the guy who was who was teasing him because he knew that the girls wouldn't have been attracted to him. And the fight happened like afterwards when the girls were gone, things like that. So if you're worried about being in the club and you kind of like, you know, you kind of amog somebody and you think you might get cold cocked, hey, you might like it might happen. But most of the times it doesn't. Um, most of the times in my experience, I'll just ignore them. I'll just walk away. I'll just yank the girl. I'll be like, come on, let's go. And, and it'll work out just fine. The guy will go away. But don't be afraid that you're getting in a fight because, again, the guy intrinsically knows that the women will get chased away if he cold cocks you. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like that example too because it, it just uh, – it really hammers home that point that I mentioned previously about how um, you always want to expect the best and just like don't don't ever get reactive. So it's like when that guy started – 
you know, being like, well, you don't know me, bro, like that kind of shit. Your, your friend had a couple of choices. Like he could be like, like, hey, fuck you, man, and then just escalate it. Yep. Or just, you know, assume the best. Assume, okay, he's just, you know, he's a little drunk and a little angry and just fucking laugh it off and just make a joke about it. Like that's so much more powerful. And that's, um, that's like another core inner game concept, I think, when dealing with AMOGs is, and again, just another fucking inner game rant because I love this, this inner side, is uh, aligning with power and not force. And so there's something called the law of least effort. And what that basically means is, and don't get too caught up in it, it's just something to keep in mind, but just in general, whoever puts in the least effort into a social interaction or whatever, that's you know usually who's the most cool, right? Mm. That guy who is putting in all this anger and posturing and like, I'm the fucking shit, bro, look at me, bro, I'm ch- like, fuck you, dude, da, da, da. He's posturing and putting in all this effort and this other guy is like, no, I don't know you, bro, but I want to. <laughs> like, like that. That's so little effort. It's happy energy. It's good energy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's coming from a place of power. And it doesn't create any resistance from other people. Whenever you try to challenge someone or fuck with them in a mean and angry way, it creates resistance. And so, if you actually approach socializing and being with an amog or whatever in general from the perspective of I want to add to the good emotions. There's going to be very little resistance from anyone because nobody doesn't like good emotions, right? Um, so another another thing that Amox will sometimes try to do is uh, they'll like put a put a hand on you or like try to try to get basically it's called like physical dominance. They'll try to show that they're physically dominant by claiming space, by pushing you out, by touching you, by putting their hand on your shoulder, by you know feeling your your jacket and oh that's a nice jacket, bro. Or just by, by getting physical dominance on you. And again, you just want to completely ignore them. Or uh, if you can't ignore them because if the girl is maybe acknowledging them or for whatever reason, maybe you feel like they're getting a little aggressive, so you want to acknowledge them. You know, just kind of like. Just don't take it too seriously. Again, just just take it. Realize it for what it is. It's a beta male who's trying to step up and be an alpha male. Just look at them, kind of skeptical, kind of like give them that look, like oh yeah, really, like really, you're gonna do this? That's that's cool, bro. Just that kind of a look and just laugh it off. It's kind of like the people who give hate to John on his blog blogs or even in YouTube or anywhere else where we get hate. It's like how how bad does your life have to suck to actually sit there and write like a hate? message to john on his <laughs> blog like sometimes yeah. i'll read them and it's like this negative thing or you'll you'll read like negative youtube comments and stuff like that it's like bro like what is your life like where you're actually spending time in that negative energy so it's just it's just low value and women understand that intrinsically some women will be attracted to angry men because they themselves are angry but if you get a high quality woman which is what i know all you guys want she's going to be totally turned off by that because again it's a guy who isn't succeeding in life. What does anger tell you about a person? Well, subconsciously, we all understand he's not getting sex. He's not succeeding in his life. He's fighting up the current. He's fighting up the river. He's constantly you know, battling against everything. And so his anger comes out and it's just unattractive. That's why like, you really don't see guys who are um, you know, really angry pulling girls. Again, sometimes they do because they get angry girls, but why would you want to be with an angry girl? I'm telling you, they're toxic. Um, yeah. And the highest stage of this, the highest stage is when an AMOG comes over, if you can befriend him and you catch more bees with honey, as they say, and you just hit him with that good energy that you have. Because again, as we've discussed on previous podcasts, when you're out, you want to just hit people with good energy. It's your party. You're the social guy. You're just putting love out there and just like happiness. And he comes in and he tries to amog you and you hit him with kindness. 
and you're like, what's up, man? Come over here, dude. Let me introduce you. It's like it deflates him and it makes you more powerful because you've deflated that angry energy that she can feel. She can feel he's challenging you and you hit him with like kindness and like fun and you'd be like, come on, bro. Come over here, man. You know, and just be like, what's your name, brother? Like really hit him and you become his friend. I feel like that's like the highest, highest, highest level. And again, he's not going to be able to steal your girl because he came in with this, this combative energy and you totally transmuted it into like a good energy. Boom. Like you just totally destroyed that AMOG and you did it with kindness. There's nothing higher than that in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do that, massive attraction from women. So like there's these little things that guys will sometimes do that just showcase incredible social calibration. And that's like, like women pick up on that shit so well and they just, instantly get extremely attracted because it says so much about a guy with so little. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like the final, final stage when you can deal with negativity with positivity. And that's kind of where we're all yeah. trying to get. I think that's like the, you know, the, the top tier, the Eckhart Tolle, the Buddha, the, you know, um, to combat fear. Cause look like this is kind of getting into the inner game, 10,000 foot John perspective yes. again. <laughs> Let's do it. So um, what's the opposite of fear? Love. You got it, man. Were you waiting for me or did you just... I, like, I didn't know if it was a rhetorical question. It was, I don't know what rhetorical means. So yes, it was, but no, it wasn't. But yeah, love is the opposite of fear. Love is the opposite of fear. And, and a lot of the times you'll be like, well, that doesn't make sense. But if you think about it deeply, you'll see that it's true. And so fear is what comes out of fear is anger, hatred, jealousy, amogging. That's all fear-based energy. So when you hit it with love, it transmutes itself into love. And love is the opposite of fear. And I'll tell you what, this is really gay, but it's really true. Any problem in your life, ask yourself, what would love do? What would love do here? If you act in love with any problem, I don't care what it is, any problem, it will solve it. It will solve it. All the world's problems are derivative of ego and fear. You know, wars, countries having war, people combating in business, people arguing. It's all fear-based. When you hit that with love, and I dare say even with the girl that you're dating, if she's, you know, giving you shit and you just fucking blast her with love, it transmutes it and it itself becomes love. It solves all problems. So this is, again the highest level and some of the things we we spoke about initially for how to just like frame check a mogs and totally dominate these guys that's a little bit combative and it's a little bit you know of a lower level of consciousness a little bit lower vibrating but the highest vibration again is to deal with this guy in love which sounds gay but it's true and then boom like john said the girl is going to get massively attracted to you like her panties are going to just be soaking wet because you did this so that's yeah. the highest level in my opinion yeah, for real. I mean, and and if you think about it, like uh, as you were uh, talking about, just like how how uh, that's the highest level of of you know dealing with uh, like anger or or hatred or or fear with love instead. Like that's that's ultimately what communicates so much abundance and just like I want to say enlightenment. It's like yeah. and and what's funny is you guys will notice that as you go down this journey of letting go of your anger and negativity and this different shit you'll find that you actually become more like you come, you, you become more socially calibrated. Have you noticed that Mark? Like you become mm -hmm. better at reading people oh, yeah. and, uh, and seeing them. Cause like when you get rid of those things in yourself, 
it's easy to see them in other people because you don't have them anymore. Yeah. Whatever isn't within yourself, it's easy to spot in other people. So you can read people so much better and just like, you know, like Mark and I have been saying, it's like when you, when you deal with toxicity and negativity, uh, with, with love, what you're basically saying from a, from a game perspective is that your frame is so strong that literally like even the, the prospect of physical violence can't break it. Like that's, that's how you want to think of like this, this just force field that's surrounding you with love where it's like any negativity or bullshit that comes in, it's like you, it, it barely even, it doesn't even phase you. Yeah. That, that's so powerful. I mean, that's like the highest state. And I'll tell you when you're in state, when you're out and you're meeting lots of girls and you know, you're getting all this positive feedback and you're just push, you're just pouring the love out all over the bar and you're just having a good time. You're you're, you're the law of state transference, right? Women want to be in a good mood. So when you're in a good mood and you bring that to her in the correct way, she's going to be in a good mood and she's going to be attracted to you. When you're doing that, then it's like this amog that comes over. Literally, he doesn't even exist in your reality. And we say to ignore him, but because it's so far outside of what your vibration is, you're going to ignore him, not consciously, but unconsciously. In fact, you might even find yourself avoiding guys like that without even knowing it. Because you're just, you know, different vibrations, they repel each other like two opposite ends of a magnet. And and many times you won't have these kind of problems. Sometimes you do, but it's almost like these guys bounce off of me. Like they'll come up and be like, what's up, bro? Like you're getting all the girls, like all the girls talk to you. Like what's your secret? And like, hey, come here, man. Like let's see. Or like they'll, dude, they always do this, like pat me really hard on the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up, bro? Bow. What's up, bro? Bow, bow. I'll just be like boom, I'll just walk away or just, just be like, relax, bro. Like you're kind of getting fired up. You know what I mean? And, um, but again, when you have this good energy going, it's just going to transmute all the negativity around you, hopefully. And, um, one other thing I wanted to say is if it does come to, you know, you guys are talking, you're exchanging words, you guys are amogging each other, you're trying to control the frame and this, this guy's getting kind of pumped up. Uh, one thing I suggest you do is to, they teach this in jujitsu is when you're talking to somebody who might you feel like might punch you, just kind of like rub your hands in front of your face, kind of like you're just talking to them, but you're kind of like rubbing your hands so that your hands are up there just in case you have to block a punch. Or many times I'll put I'll put like my um my right hand to my or my left hand to my chin, and yeah, with, I do that too. With my right hand, I'll kind of hold my elbow down below, and I'll be talking to him so that if the punch comes in, you can just immediately block it. Uh, those are two good techniques once guys are like really bowing up on you because, you know, it does happen sometimes and keep your distance. Make sure you're not going to get punched because, dude, like if you're really frame checking these guys and you're just smoking this dude and he knows he just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he just has no chance. Yeah. He might try to throw a punch, dude. It's not uncommon. Uh, did you see this this on Facebook? Actually, you sent it to me, dude. Oh, the guy yeah, the, the dude. Punch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Where he? Oh, okay. So, guys, basically, it's it's so fucking cool. You might have seen it. It's uh, I think it's from some like like protest or rally. Yeah, it's this Christian. uh, yeah. this like little beta cuck bitch is like trying to talk to some guy or like confronting him or whatever. And uh, this this like big alpha Chad is just like next to him, kind of like looking, like observing the interaction. And the second that this like this guy that the beta cuck was talking to turns his head away and he's not looking, this beta cuck like reels up and throws a punch. And this Chad just reaches over and blocks his like catches his punch midair. And then rather than fighting the cuck, like the cuck's like, oh shit, he like 
pulls his hand back. The the uh, fucking Chad Alpha dude looks at him like, "Ah, oh, got you, bro." Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you like, don't. don't do that. Don't do that. Uh uh-uh, uh. Like do scolding that, little a little fella. kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. So yeah, I mean, we'd love to sit here and tell you like, oh, just transmute everything with love. Love will do all. But man, sometimes, like I've said, sometimes you got to throw elbows. Sometimes you got to deploy your, you know, martial arts that you've learned and uh, just be smart. Again, when you're really socializing a lot, when you're going out to bars a lot, you can really read people. And there's certain signs guys will do when they're about to throw a punch at you. Um, There's actually some pretty good videos on YouTube that I suggest you guys watch for how to read when somebody's going to punch you. Um, there's this one police officer that made these videos about like reading body language and stuff. And I would suggest that because, you know, people get straight cracked in bars. I mean, there's fights all the damn time. What are the fights about? Fights are about a girl because they're trying to aim all each other or whatever it is. 99% of the time, it's over a damn girl. You know what I'm saying? So um, be cognizant. Don't be stupid. But I'm telling you, most of the time, they'll just go away you blast him once, the girl clearly is attracted to you, then you just yank her out of there. He's not going to come up behind you and cold cock you. Most of the time he won't, but again, you know, uh, practice situational awareness because there are some assholes out there, and who knows, man, you might get shanked. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> just watch your back, dude. Yeah, I mean in, in, uh, in the clubs, you don't have to worry as much because obviously it's more of a controlled environment with like bouncers and there's – especially high-end clubs. Like a lot of high-end clubs, you're not going to encounter this stuff. Um, but when you go to like – there's some real seedy, sketchy areas of DC and fucking like – like just like weird areas where there's a lot of crime and shit sometimes. Like you, you got to watch out for that shit there. Yeah. Um, but like Mark said, you know uh, – for, so first off, I would not carry a weapon. That's just not – I mean – you could. There's there's different perspectives on it. But when, when you're going out to a club, I don't think it's a good idea to carry a weapon just because that's always going to escalate the situation. And you can actually avoid pretty much any confrontation just using social calibration. Like Mark said, okay. learning to tell the body language of someone who's going to punch you. Just like using uh, social prowess, you can actually like surprisingly uh, like avoid all these situations. Um, so yeah, you're you know, like Mark said, um, Sorry, when you, uh, when you see that someone's going to punch you or if, if they look like they're going to punch you, that's one thing that I'll do too, is like put, kind of put my hands up or like, not, not like, like in a way that's not confrontational, but just like, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm rubbing them in front of me or like gesturing with them in front of me. Yeah. Uh, I'll act like I'm kind of itching my, my, uh, like, uh, Balls. cheek a little bit. Cause oh. like you always want to protect the chin when you get punched in the chin, that's the easiest way to knock someone out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you don't, I don't think you have to worry too much about this. Like it does happen, but most of the time it happens if you're just being a cunt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just situational awareness. I agree with not carrying a weapon. Um, although I do have my concealed carry, I just, my, my friend's a cop and I talk to him a lot about concealed carry and they're actually they're They have to do concealed carry and he doesn't do it because he's like, man, there's just too many things that can go wrong and very few things that can go right. Um, you know, like people think like a mass shooter, they're going to like take out the shooter, but then you're sitting there in a mass shooting environment and you have a gun in your hand. Yeah. (laughs) Cops are going to shoot you. You know what I'm saying? There's just so many things that can go wrong. And, um, also on YouTube, there's tons of videos from, um, self, self defense. What's it called? There's this one guy, cover your asp every day. He always says, cover your asp. I forget what the fuck, but anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) so it's basically like people with concealed carry and you know, how to, how to cover yourself. But it's, it's just so, in my opinion, it's unnecessary. Just get off the X, just run. That's the first thing they teach you in martial arts is to run and to talk. 
Like if you're good at speaking, which you should be, and which you should be practicing if you're trying to attract more women, then you could talk yourself out of anything. And again, if you just blast them with good feelings and be like, relax, man. A lot of the things I say to guys is just relax. That word, it has a lot of power, man. Like you just be like, relax, bro. You know what I'm saying? And then it like deflates the whole situation. It's so convincing for some reason, just the word relax. Um, and you know, it just deescalate, but I agree. Don't, I don't, I don't encourage carrying a knife or even like a tactical pen, which sometimes I will carry just cause I think it's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what can go right with that? You gaff somebody in the neck with your tactical pen. The next thing you know, you're in prison. Like, fuck that. It's just not worth it, man. It's like, you're going to get your teeth knocked out. You're going to get your freaking, you know, your cheek split or you're going to fuck somebody up and you're going to go to jail. It's not worth it, man. Like be unaffected, get the girl and get laid instead. Where'd you rather be in jail or having sex with a hot girl? Uh. Question, you know, it's obvious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'll probably end up having sex in jail, but, but not with a hot girl and probably (laughs) you're not the one doing that, the sex. (laughs) Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I think there's places to like carry them. Like if, if I'm ever going out in the woods or like, you know, yeah. going on a hike or something like when you're going to be alone and you might be a target, like, yeah, of course. But in, you know, in a nightclub, like there's so many people that it's just like, if someone tries to fuck with you or start a fight, like there's, there's like going to be five bouncers on him already. Like it's just, they, they you know, yeah. they, they, they literally pay people to have this situation handled. So, and, uh, also too, if an AMOG does start to fight you, he'll get kicked out and then it's only you and the girl. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I think this was, this was good. By the way, do you know what the most dangerous, an- speaking of the woods, uh, the most dangerous animal in North America is? Hmm. Bobcat. Good guess. It's the moose. Oh shit. The yeah. moose. Moose, moose will like... fuck you up, dude. Really? Are they, are they naturally aggressive? Yeah. They're super aggressive, especially during the Ooh. rut, which is in, uh, October right now. It's October. Um, is that mating season? It's mating season, yeah. It's called the uh, rut. And they're especially aggressive towards dogs, funny enough. So if you're damn. hiking in the woods with your dogs in October, I definitely suggest keeping them on a leash, you know, if you live in an area where moose are, such as Colorado. Yeah. But um, my friends call me the moose whisperer because I've uh, I've encountered about 21 moose so far, and I've lived here for eight years. I go Holy into shit. the Yeah, I go into the woods. I always see moose, man. And a couple weeks ago, we were bow hunting, and I snuck in within about 20 yards of four giant moose. I got some pictures. I'll send them to you. Huge racks on them. Like, it was two males and two females. And um, they they saw me, and they let me come on into them. It was before the rut started, so I knew I was relatively safe. But um, moose are awesome, man. Beautiful creatures. I don't think I could ever kill one just because I'm the moose whisperer. You know what I mean? I got this connection with them. But put an elk in front of me or a deer and um, I'm going to I'm gonna sling that arrow for sure. So we're yeah. going to do a podcast about hunting. I know there's a lot of anti-hunters out there. And uh, when we do this podcast, I'm going to fucking crush your argument like right <laughs> under my heel. So we'll do that eventually. But um, just to kind of side note because I've been getting into the woods a lot lately. And uh, yeah, moose are the most dangerous, John Anthony. So be careful out there, buddy. I will, man. If when, I ever go to, to pick up some hippie girls in the middle of a hippie commune, <laughs> gotta watch out for those Amog mooses, bro. Dude, you gotta They're fly out random. here, man. I'm gonna take you into the woods, man. We'll have a grand adventure. Hell yeah, dude. Sounds yeah. like a blast. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of Fuck fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen, uh, I think we're good with this. So I just wanna uh, tell you real quick about our products. First of all, I offer one on one coaching. And I've already uh, gotten a lot of great clients off of this podcast. I can't believe how many people want coaching. 
Um, they understand the value of a good coach. They know that you can blow through sticking points really fast. Um, one of my students just got laid for the first time a couple, couple days ago, man. Sent me a text. He was over the moon excited. And uh, that was the first time he's ever gotten laid. And, uh, you know, I think it was because of the coaching. And I helped him text this girl and, and get the date and pulled her home and did the whole thing. So good for him, man. Really, really happy for him. You can get awesome results with that. You can find my coaching website at marksingcoaching.com, M-A-R-K-S-I-N-G, coaching.com. I also offer a product for how to approach women, and this is based on uh, over 10,000 approaches of me and my team, and we typically sell it for 33 bucks. but since you're a champion who listened for 51 minutes to this god-awful podcast, you could get it for 10 bucks, and you get that at gettheapproachformula.com. Again, that's gettheapproachformula.com. And an upsell to that is um, The Conversation Sniper, which is this book. We were just talking about it before the podcast started. And it gives about 150 hilarious one-lines and conversation starters and savers that you can say to women that keeps the conversation going. If you're ever bummed out when the conversation just dies and you wish you had something to say to keep her there and keep her entertained, um, that's what The Conversation Sniper is. And it's an awesome book. You can grab that um, on the back end of gettheapproachformula.com. And I also wanted to briefly say that John and I are hard at work. We're putting in, John's putting in like 16 hour days. I don't have that kind of um, uh, stamina, so I'm putting in like 14 and a half hour days. <laughs> but we're working on this new home boot camp uh, that's going to be absolutely phenomenal. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen in the seduction industry to really get real results. No more fucking around. No more getting a program and being like, that was nice, but now what do I do? No, this is the program that's gonna blast you to become an alpha, to get the results that you're looking for in the quickest, easiest way possible. There's a whole accountability element and there's one-on-one -on -one coaching from both John and I where we're gonna help you directly to just plow through your sticking points and get amazing results with women. We're going to launch that around mid-November, so stay tuned. Um, right now, we don't have a page set up to collect emails, but if you want to, go to MasculineDevelopment.com, get on John's email list. You get a free book, Three Texts That Build Massive Attraction in Women. Get on that email list because we're going we're gonna to be letting that email list know about this home boot camp, and I'll tell you what, you do not want to miss this thing. We're only offering it to a certain number of students because, again, it, it includes coaching. So it's going to be really one-on-one -on -one based. It's going to be really in-depth. And if you're, you're sick of it, man, if you're sick and tired of fucking about with trying to get girls, if you're sick and tired of not getting results, this boot camp is going to give you these results. And it's uh, like nothing the seduction community has ever seen. So we're super fired up about that. John? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, like Mark said, that'll be out in around mid-November. So please stay tuned for that. Uh, but in the meantime... I have three separate products that you can check out. First one is seven strategies to develop your masculinity. And that is the best way to develop assertive, aggressive, dominant, <coughs> confident, masculine energy that will have you magnetically pulling women into your life. Um, I got an email the other day that some guy basically sent me and he said that he tried to kill himself with, uh, I think like NyQuil or like some, like Whoa. one of those, uh, uh, like over, over the counter, uh, uh, like sleeping things. And, uh, after a year, like a year ago, he tried to kill himself with that. And then uh, now, after 
buying my program, the dude is basically like killing it. Like he has his own apartment. He has a girlfriend. Like he's fucking just killing it. And I was so happy to see that. So you can get that by clicking the link down below. Seven strategies to develop your masculinity. It also comes with four free bonuses. Uh, The Art of Tinder, What 100 Lays Taught Me. Uh, how to get nudes from girls, how to get them sending you nudes, uh, subconscious mind mastery, a book that talks about how to hack your subconscious mind, all this different great stuff. So check it out. Then there's Body of an Alpha, which is my second book, which is basically the end all be all bodybuilding Bible that covers uh, lifting weights, the the myths and the facts about lifting weights, uh, the best workout routine to, build, to uh, develop an attractive physique, uh, the best food to eat like all the great diets and the ones that are just fads and, and stupid myths and stuff like that. So check it out, uh, link down below. And lastly, there is Bitcoin Millionaire, uh, where I actually guide students one-on-one through exactly what I am buying and selling in the cryptocurrency markets and teach them how I'm making six figures by trading cryptocurrencies from home. So that one's currently closed off because we only let a certain amount of students in. But if you want to send me an email, uh, I will consider letting you in if you seem like you'll be a good student. So with all of that in mind, go check out the links down below, check out my programs, check out Mark's programs, and yeah, we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much, guys. See you soon. Woo!